Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland on News Talk. Now, it's never been a better time for food lovers in Ireland. Not only are there a myriad of bricks and mortar restaurants that serve up the finest food in the world at our disposal, but there's also been an explosion in the popularity of food trucks, uh, which now dot all our street corners. So to find out what's, what it's like running one of these operations, I'm delighted to be joined by Scott Holder uh, from Los Chicanos, Jacob Long is from Grilla, and Julia Hemingway is of Julia's Lobster Truck over there in uh, North Clare. You're all very welcome to the programme. Um, Scott, we might start with you. Um, an interesting story. Uh, tell us about your journey, your food truck journey. Um, and I know it, it found its way to the States and Mexico. And there was a, yeah. your truck was missing for a couple of years and all sorts of good stuff. But tell us the story of, of your A to Z of getting into this business. Yeah, well, I suppose I was chefing abroad for years in in London, America and Australia. And um, when I came back here, I had a plan to open up my own restaurant, but the boom was back in and and found that I could barely afford to rent an apartment, let alone um, take a full premises. So there's a really cool food truck culture in America and it's something that we didn't have here. So I kind of just made this decision to go off to Los Angeles and, and buy a truck and ship it back here. Yeah. Um, ran into some problems over there. Uh, a company that was, based, long story short, but a company that was transporting my truck damaged it. Their winch was broken and they were just over-revving my truck to get it on top of theirs. Now, mine is 24 foot long, so you can imagine how big their truck was trying to get mine up onto their okay. ramp. But anyway, when it landed in, in Texas, I got a phone call to say, listen, your uh, truck is stuck on top of ours. We can't get it out of reverse and it's $100 a day storage fee. And uh, But I said, it's you know it's fine when you picked it up, so you, you need to fix it. So anyway, this battle ensued and um, they, they held on to the truck. They wouldn't release it to me and I lost it for about a year and a half. No way. <laughs> yeah, so I ended up... After about a year, I basically wrote fake solicitor's letters from my bedroom <laughs> and uh, sent them on. And one day I got a call from Rashad in the claims department in Los Angeles of this huge shipping company. I still remember the call. And he said, look, you know, we've uh, we've found all your paperwork and we, we have your truck and we want to come to an agreement. So they released it to me and on it came to Southampton. I went and picked it up and drove it to... Hollyhead in Wales and over here and then fully converted it. Great. Well, what a great story. Uh, now, Jacob Long, yep. I hope uh, your story of Grilla is equally interesting. Um, I know you collaborated with your partner, who is... Jack. Jack, yeah, Jack. Tell yeah. us more. So myself and Jack, um, we actually used to live together for years and both worked in hospitality. We... Um, we're furloughed in March. We're both in quite big um, pub groups and out of work for a while, we were getting itchy fingers. So by May, we began to talk. Um, uh, hadn't seen each other for a couple of months as well because obviously you couldn't see anyone at that stage. And we said, what are we going to do? We need to do something to fill our time. And we didn't know when anything was going to reopen and what was going to happen. So we said, how about let's open a food truck? We knew a couple of people in the events industry and we contacted a friend of ours who we knew had a number of food trucks around concessions in place and we said, here, do you have anything spare there? We'd like to rent for a couple of months. We're going to do a pop-up. 
we said we seen this as a very short term thing at the time. We'll go through the summer. We'll have a bit of crack, maybe make a few bob. And um, it wasn't anything too serious. So rented a food truck about two week turnaround. We said, okay, what are we going to say? What are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? What are we going to brand it? Um, did a lot of googling. Did a lot of research. Uh, googled what grilled was in Irish. Came up with Grilla. Then we um, said, what can we do with limited space? What can we do with no kitchen? What can we do that we can impress people with? And got to grilled cheese at the end. Um, that's obviously evolved over time. We've built our own kitchen now. We cook everything from scratch. We have a team of chefs. Um, you have four trucks now, have you? We have four trucks. And then we have our shop in Thomas Street, which we have our production kitchen in the backside of it then as okay, well. Okay, so. well, isn't that great? Well done. Yeah, cheers. Uh, okay, well, stand by because we want to know a little bit more about uh, the inc- intricacies of each of the businesses. Uh, but our third guest is Julia Hemingway of Julia's Lobster Truck. Uh, Julia, you're very welcome to the programme. I have to Thank declare you. an interest here because uh, you did the catering for my 60th birthday during COVID and what a, a night of lobster we had and it was fantastic. So thank you for that, first of all, and you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you, Bobby. Now, Julia, tell us a little bit. Of, you're you're in, the, in the food truck business before COVID, isn't that right? Yeah, I think I've been open now just over five years. Yeah. Um, so I... I started in 2017 and um, it was basically a way to get a kitchen up and running that I could do, that it was affordable and um, that I could do on my own without finding backers and huge investment. So you um, did, you did a, a start your own business course, uh, fitted out a truck and off you went and where do you get, where do you source your raw material, your, your primary raw material, which is lobster, of course, uh, right on the shores there, right beside you. So uh, tell us a little bit about, about accessing supplies. Yeah, so I actually did a um, food innovation and entrepreneurship course in GMIT. I have to plug it because it was amazing. Right. Um, and it gave me the uh, confidence to go do a business plan and get a, a loan from the credit union. That's how I started. Um, yes, I live on the north coast of Clare, and um, I struck up a friendship with um, lobster fishermen and oyster farmers from about 25 years ago when I actually worked in a pub on the coast and we were serving mussels, clams, oysters, everything. And I was just so enthralled by this freshness and just the fact that basically we went and got lobster from the sea straight into a pot straight into onto someone's plate and um so i being a a, i am a trained chef from 30 years ago um and i've been wanting to open my own place whatever it was and i just had to use the ingredients from my doorstep and that's why it's lobster and also to make it more accessible you know it's seen as a very high-end kind of I mean it's it is really expensive so it wasn't the best business plan of mine but um, you know I just wanted to show that you just cook something really simply and put putting lobster on a grill barbecue and you know smearing it with butter is just the best, I Absolutely think. Absolutely it is. And we were, we were talking lobster earlier 
uh, in the show um, because we've got the Dorky Lobster Festival uh, coming up next weekend. But back to you, Scott. Um, in terms of the fit out of the truck, uh, uh, we saw a lot of, uh, I suppose, horse box conversions, etc. during COVID. Many of these maybe aren't going to go the distance because I think you and uh, uh, Jacob can probably uh, testify and indeed Julia that there's a lot of work involved in this. There's a lot of hauling and dragging and yeah. getting to a site and you know it 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 it, it may seem like uh, an easy business at a distance, but I, I can I can well I know just from my old days that this is a challenging space. But tell us a little bit about I suppose the the setup of the truck. What's involved in terms of what equipment you need? Can you produce everything in the truck? Or as in Jacob's case, do you need something that you're working out of a CPU or a central production unit to to, 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 to offset uh, on-site stuff? Yeah, well, no, it's, it's an extremely um, challenging undertaking. I mean, some people move, move house once and they say, right, I'll never do that again. And it's like moving house every week. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to pack everything from from your storage into the truck, um, and it's different for every event. What you need and different menus. Uh, you've got water tanks, gas tanks, electrics. Uh, all your equipment has to be tied down in the truck so that when you're flying around on the yeah. roads, that it doesn't move. So yeah, no, it's it's very challenging. We have a prep kitchen as well, just because it would be too I think it would be too small of a space to try yeah. and work in the truck the whole time. Um No, that's interesting that you say that. And what about things like uh you know, where you locate? There's there seems to be a little bit of confusion in the marketplace around, you know, where you can go. You've got casual trading license licenses, you've got different councils appearing to have different in- interpretations. We have, I suppose, a a post-COVID world, I see in today's paper that uh, Charlie Chalk didn't get planning permission um, for uh, for basically for for his shipping container coffee shop. So, so where are we at on the legislative landscape about what's allowed or what isn't allowed? Yeah, well, I think it's it's a little bit challenging. I mean, I've come from the American side where you have food trucks in around every corner yeah. on different streets in school parking lots and stuff like that and it's a lot of fun and it's a it's a great atmosphere whereas here it's it's very difficult as you said Dublin City Council will have totally different rules to wrath down and um so that's just another challenge that you you kind of work your way through all that it's just exactly. another barrier to business that you just suck up and and, and, and face. yeah now this summer we've moved more towards events and festivals and things yeah. like that because they're very well organized very well run and you've got a more guaranteed audience correct um, and i could understand why that would be attractive what about you jacob in terms of this sort of confused landscape around you know what's allowed what's not allowed uh, I presume the 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 other one of the other uh, res- issues is you know the Department of Health health inspectors all that sort of stuff that you have to you know that you have to comply legislatively. So is it a, is it a complex bureaucratic place like when you're only trying to sell a few grilled cheese sandwiches? Yeah. <laughs> so I suppose um, everything was a lot more lax during COVID, or people were a lot more lenient. Yeah. Um, you can see people coming down a lot harder now in terms of um, casual trading licenses, where you're allowed to locate. 
similar to Scott, we're beginning to move into events and we see the captive audience there. And and whereas people had a lot less options when we first set up, obviously now there's just so much going on. So we're trying to go to where the crowds are. With that, the events, obviously there's... um, nothing in terms of uh, licenses that you need but you do have to have all of your and you've guaranteed footfall and yeah exactly yeah and is there something when you talk about location location so if you establish a location be it in a dart station or in a in a park and and you're allowed to stay there by the council it like obviously you can build trade so maybe in some scenarios it may not be suitable or may not suit you uh, to be too mobile. In other words, that you you operate to a, 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 I suppose, a fixed audience in a fixed place. Sure. So we have two units that are in fixed place now. That's in Malahide and in Grand Canal Street. Right. Um, Grand Canal Street would be a bit of a slow burner as we're waiting for more people to return to the offices, but we do see that long term as being a great location. Malahide's where we set up and um, obviously we built a quite lo- loyal following there. Now, we won't be there forever because where we're... Uh, located, there's going to be some building happening eventually, um, but we have stayed in Malahide the whole two and a bit years so far. Um, then, obviously, our focus moving forward is going to be moved into more permanent locations, such as Thomas Street that we have. Um, okay. And that's a case of uh, continually working to build your loyal customers and have your returning customers, hopefully, daily. So you do you see the evol- evolution of the business being... On one side, events led, and on the other side, fixed locations, as in, so almost that you're, the, the food truck is maybe not the end game. Certainly not for us. I could see uh, it works extremely well for a lot of people. Um, we would have probably less of a niche product overall and something that we need to have a big audience to service, but we feel like we can work with multiple units. Yeah, We're going to be opening shortly in a... Um, like one of Dublin's premier department stores um, that should be happening in November and we are then working on a couple of other stores eventually as well so um, that's where we see ourselves going while still um, maintaining okay. the event side of things with the food trucks Julia back to you uh, The I suppose the transient nature of the business there's probably good and bad the flexibility that it gives you but also you know the fact that you can be moved on or what are your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, well, I've been very lucky. I have two really fantastic venues um, in Ballyvaughan and Bell Harbour that I can pretty much turn up when I want to and trade from that. Um, but yeah, it's been tricky. I, I I do think it's for me. It's great to have two locations. That people know where I'm going to be. Yeah, I, um, they're not ideal. I still would like my own container or whatever on the beach somewhere that I could call my permanent home and create and sort of evolve it with seats and ta- tables and you know whatever. However, I want it to evolve. I would love that is my dream. Um, but I am incredibly lucky that I'm allowed to park up on this private land that I don't have to contend with the councils because as you were saying it's it it, it's so different Galway to Clare to Dublin to Mayo to wherever they have different rules different regulations um so yeah 
I've done a lot of events this year and <laughs> unlike the other the two lads that um I sort of prefer my locations I just find it very stressful big events I find you know quite stressful and so much work yeah fresh fresh seafood and it's you know so I'm really grateful to my okay two beautiful locations and people know where to find you as you say uh, last word Thank to you, you Scott um in in terms of the flexibility within your offer do you do you see uh do you see i suppose uh, los chicanos uh, developing to other concepts or do you see maybe more of the same and maybe opening out uh more more trucks with the same offer no I what think, way do you see it going i think i'd definitely love to get a premises um sooner rather than later because we'd love to offer a margarita bar and and just expand on what we can do in the truck um in terms of authentic mexican food so i think los chicanos would stay as it is but i'd definitely love to open up a couple of restaurants down the line yeah. so well, it is interesting that, you know, and, and again, I, I commend it all three of you on the work that goes into this business, because I know it does. But it's interesting to see that uh, that all three of you in one way or another crave a little bit of permanence and a little bit of stability. Yes. Because definitely. maybe just yeah. the crazy world of the food truck is uh, maybe just a bit too stressful uh, <laughs> uh, to do long term. So yeah. I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Scott Holder of Los Chicanos, Jacob Long of Gorilla and Julie Hemingway of Julie's Lobster Trucks. Thanks for letting us into your world and good luck with the business Thanks, all, Bobby. one and all. Pleasure. Thanks thank very you. much. Down to Business with Bobby Kerr. Brought to you by Bank of Ireland. Saturday morning at 11 on News Talk.